that you decided to wake up. You could have done anything else, but you decided to come to the house of God. So God bless you. Amen. Amen. Bible says that by the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. When we talk about the fruit, we are talking about an outward working of the Spirit in a man. So when the Spirit of God is working in you, when God's Spirit is working in you, the evidence, the proof that something is working in you, when the proof that something is controlling you, the proof that something deeper and better is in you and is working in you, is that you begin to show this kind of fruit. But watch the context. It didn't say the fruits. It said the fruit. That means it's one. So when you open this fruit up, you're going to see all of these things. So you've spoken about all of these things except for one. In other words, the fruit is not complete without self-control. If you have love, you have peace, you have all the eight, but you don't have self-control, then the spirit of work, the work that the spirit of God is doing in you is not complete. If you have self-control, but you don't have love, that means that whatever the spirit of God is working in you is not complete. So it is required and it is mandatory for a child of God. Listen, this scripture, this text is talking to believers. So it is required for believers, you and I, to begin to exude and exhibit these characters that the scripture is talking about. You can't have one and reject the other. You have to have all nine. That is the evidence that the spirit of God is working in you. So this morning I'm charged to talk to you about the evidence of self-control. The evidence of self-control. When you hear the word evidence, evidence means that an outward sign, something that furnishes proof, something that shows proof. So what is the evidence that you have self-control? The evidence of self-control. Listen, one of the proofs that God is working in you, one of the proof that God is doing things in your life, one of the proof that God is pruning you is when you show self-control. Do you have self-control? Do you have self-control? When, when you open up your mouth to speak, when people see you, when you speak, when people see your actions, when people see what you do, can they, lift, can they verify with evidence and say that this person is being controlled by the Spirit of God? Can people very, 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 very clearly say that this person is controlled by the Spirit of God and this person has the spirit of self-control? Are you here with me this morning? Self-control. Tell somebody self-control. When you hear self-control, most of the time we connote self-control to um, sexual purity. When we hear self-control, most of the time it's about self-control, about being pure, being able to resist sexual immorality. But self-control is more than that, just that. The way you conduct yourself is a sign whether you have self-control. The way you speak it's a sign that you have self-control. The way you act as a response to situation is a sign that you have self-control. The way you respond to people is a sign that you have self-control. I don't want to put Minister Fularin on the line, but I'm going to do it. I remember two weeks ago, and he knows what I'm talking about. About two weeks ago, we were having a conversation, and, and somebody asked me a question. And me being myself, trying to justify myself, I gave an answer. And Mr. Fullerin pulled me on the side, spoke into my ear. You know what he told me? He said, brother, you shouldn't have said that. This is what you should have said. See, the evidence that you don't have self-control is when you think yourself highly than everybody else. 
One of the evidence that you don't have self-control is when you want to put everybody under the bus, but you on top. When you try to justify everything else around you, it's a sign that you lack self-control. Am I speaking to people this morning? He said, brother, this is the way you're supposed to answer it. You shouldn't have said that. And I thought about it, and I could have been arrogant and responded, but it's not my fault. But the moment he said that to me, I had to conduct myself. I had to discipline myself. I had to, I had to get into the place of self-control. I have to rely on the spirit of God that is working in me. And I have to respond and say, thank you, brother. The way you respond to discipline is an act of self-control. Am I communicating to somebody? When you are wrong and somebody comes to you and tells you the way you did it is not the right way. The way you respond is a sign whether you have self-control or not. Many of us, when somebody comes to us and tells us that, brother, this is the way that you did this. It's not right. That is when we begin to put on our high horses and begin to justify ourselves. We, sometimes we even get angry. Who are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do? I know many of us, we say that. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do? Sometimes even our children will tell us that is not what we're supposed to do. And we say, I am the one that gave birth to you. Who are you to tell? Listen, a self-control, a person that has self-control is the one that admonishes discipline. It doesn't matter whether it's coming from somebody older or somebody younger. When you're wrong and the person tells you and you accept it, it's a sign of self-control. Whether you buy food for the person or you don't buy food for the person. Whether you feed the person or you don't feed the person. Whether you're older or you're younger. Whether the person, you're bigger or smaller than the person. When the person speaks to you and your response is a sign of whether you have self-control. Can I ask you a question? How do you respond when you're disciplined? Some of us, we even go home and we begin to talk about it. Did you hear what the pastor told me? Who does he think he is? I, I'm my own self. I'm old enough. Just because I come to church, now he can talk to me anyhow. Listen, all of us, sometimes we say that. All of us. Do you have self-control? Self-control is when you're when you are, when you are disciplined, you go home and you analyze the situation and you find where you did wrong and you correct it. Self-control. You pick up the phone and you call the person that is supposed to say, thank you for telling me what you told me. Sometimes when we see the person, we don't even want to talk to them. We see them, they're corrected and we see them and we walk past them. As if they don't exist. Self-control. And then we want everybody else around us to hate that person because of what the person said. Have you realized that some people that are angry at certain people and it's not, it's not that they have an issue with the person. The person has an issue with somebody they know. Self-control. You are fighting somebody else's battle because somebody said something to you about that person. Self-control. Self-control will, will let you question why somebody is gossiping to you about somebody else's character. Self-control. Self-control will make you pick up your Bible and begin to pray early in the morning. Self-control. Self-control will cause you to wake up in the morning early and run to church. Self-control. Self-control will cause you to not complain to people but seek the face of God. Self-control. Do you have self-control? Who do you go to? In, immediately something bad happens. Determines whether you have self-control or not. Can I speak to somebody this morning?
Second Peter chapter number one. We're going to read verse one to nine. I, my, my focus was going to be verse five, but I want to read verse nine real quick. Verse one to nine. So to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied. Tell somebody grace and peace be multiplied. I pray that you have grace and peace be multiplied to you. In the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our, as his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Watch. He didn't give you all things that pertains to just life. But he gave you all things that pertains to life and godliness. So if you're not living godly life, you lack self-control. Because God said, I have given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and virtue by which we have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through last. Now check this out, verse 5. He said, but also for this reason, what is the reason? The reason that you have, you are partaking in the divine nature of God. The reason that you have escaped the corruption through the last of this world. For that particular reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, the faith that you received from Christ, add to that faith, virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. So knowledge without self-control is no, it's not knowledge. If you have knowledge, but you don't have self-control, you are lacking. Knowledge, to knowledge, add what? Self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. So in other words, you're able to persevere through the situation because you have self-control. Your ability to persevere through hardship is a sign that you have self-control. So to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, love. For these things are yours and abound. You will neither, you will be neither barren. In other words, you'll be fruitful. The fruitfulness is connected to your ability to control yourself. Being productive is connected to the ability to control yourself. So the reason why you're not singing fruit out of your hard work is because you are not under self-control. Says for these things are yours and abound. You will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks, listen, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Even to the blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Anyone that lacks this is short-sighted and he is blind. So you are coming to church, all right, but you are spiritually blind because you lack self-control. You are coming to church, all right, you are praying, you are doing all of this, thing, but you are short-sighted because you, are, you lack, you lack self-control. Your ability to see what God has done for you, that has cleansed you. The reason why you are going back to the same sin every single time. The reason why you are walking back to the same situation every single time. The, moment, the reason why you, are get, you keep getting addicted to the same thing is because of lack of self-control. Because it has short-sighted you. It has blinded you to see what Jesus has done for you. See, your personal growth 
the growth of holiness, the growth of godliness is determined on the progress of self-control. If you're going to mature in God, if you're going to walk in holiness, if you're going to mature in the things of God, it depends on your progress in self-control. Self-control is very important in the life of a Christian. Without the foundation of self-control, there is no advancement of grace. We speak of grace all the time. But the Bible said, where sin abound, grace much more abound. For you to be able to tap the grace in the midst of sin, you need self-control. Without self-control being your foundation, you will not advance in grace. When you neglect self-control, you prolong your spiritual immaturity. Can I say that again? When you neglect self-control, you prolong your spiritual immaturity. You are not maturing in God because you have neglected self-control. You are not where God is. God has placed you to be. You are not walking in the dimension that God has placed on your life because you lack self-control. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? And when you lack self-control, your ability to resist sin and temptation is very low. Can I speak on the will of God? Without self-control, there is no true discipleship and there is no true uh, uh, leadership. You want to be a leader, but you lack self-control. You want to be a disciple, but you lack self-control. Without self-control, you, you can never be a true leader or a true disciple. First Timothy, Titus chapter 1 verse 7 says, For a bishop, other scriptures says, an overseer, a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not served world, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-control. A bishop, the reason why the place that God has placed you, the leadership role that God has placed you is being ineffective is because you lack self-control. He said a leader must be a good steward. Must not be self-willed. That means don't depend on yourself. Must not be quick-tempered. See, if you lack self-control, you are quick-tempered. Everything, you are angry. Everything, you want to respond. Every single thing, you want to give somebody your peace of mind. And we like to say that. Let me give them my peace of mind. Let me show them. Let me to I day. Yes, you day. But you are not making progress in the things of God. So what am I saying? What is self-control? What is self-control? Self-control. When you look at the text in Galatians chapter number 5, the Greek word simply is enkratia. I'm taking you to Greece now. Enkratia. Tell us about enkratia. The word enkratia comes from the root word krat. Krat simply means power. Krat means power. So self-control is exercising power over yourself. Exercising power over yourself. Exercising power over your action. Exercising power over the way you respond. Exercising power over yourself. Say, I will exercise power over myself. I will exercise power 
Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? You shall receive what? Come on, shout power. Like, shout power like you mean. You shall receive power. So that power that you received, exercise that power over yourself. Exercise that power over your inner desires. Exercise that power over your anger. Exercise that power over your lust. Exercise that power over your impatience. Exercise that power over your lack of love. Exercise that power. You have power because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, a sign that there is a power working in you, is that you have self-control. Exercise power. Exercise power. Do you have self-control? Let me tell you, let me show you somebody that doesn't have self-control. A person that doesn't have self-control responds to things anyhow. They are the first people to quit when they go and get stuff. When you give up too quick, you don't have self-control. They are the people that respond to every situation. They always want to speak their mind. They always want to tell everybody what they are thinking. They always regard themselves better than everybody else. See, when you begin to see yourself highly than everybody else, better than everybody else, I can do it better than the way this person is doing it. I can do it better than this person. I can sing better than Auntie Roslav. I can preach better than Minister Fulari. The moment you begin to act like that and self, 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 you are lacking self-control. Check yourself. When something happens in the house, your spouse says something. The moment you, the way you respond to it, it's a sign that you lack self-control. The reason why you are lacking love in your marriage as a man, Bible said, love your spouse. He didn't give a condition why you should love your spouse. He said, love your spouse as Christ loved the church. Whether your wife submits to you, love him. The reason why you are not loving your wife because your wife is not submitting is because she lacks self-control. Woman, submit to your husband, to your own husbands. The reason why you are refusing to submit because you feel like he's not loving you is because you lack self-control. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. The reason why you're not responding and obeying your parents is because you lack self-control. Am I communicating? The sign that you lack self-control is when it becomes all about you. About me. Me. What I want. Why is not everybody talking about me? Why is not everybody praising me? Why is not everybody saying that I am good? Why is everybody talking about this person? Who is this person that just came to this church and all of a sudden he's preaching? You have something called MBA. Excuse me, those that don't speak to you. You know what that means? I've been here longer than you. So who are you to be here and I'm over there? It's lack of self-control. We are quick to respond. A sign that you lack self-control is the way you speak. The way you speak, when your child does something wrong, you, you're a bad boy. Lack of self-control. Because the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you shall, res- you shall eat the fruit thereof. So when you're not able to speak good things into your child, and when your child goes up and he begins to act like a bad boy, remember that you said that over your child. Lack of self-control. As for my spouse, he doesn't love me. He doesn't do this. He doesn't. The reason why he's not doing it is because you professed it. 
and you shall eat the fruit thereof. Lack of self-control. Am I communicating to somebody this morning? Self-control is essential in our work with Christ. Hallelujah. I wanted to sink deep in a little bit for you too. Let us sink. Let us sink a little bit. Let us sink a little bit. Self-control. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Verses 24 to 27. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Verses 24 to 27. Amen. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run? Listen, we are in a race in this Christian walk. We are in a race for our lives. We are in a race for our destiny. We are in a race for our future. We are in a race for the kingdom of God. Don't you know that all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way that you get the prize. Everyone who competes in games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. See, the reason why you need self-control is because there is a crown that God is ready to place on you. There is a crown that God is ready to decorate you with. There is a crown. There is a price. There is a reward for you. The reason why you need self-control is God has a crown, a reward for you. And that reward will last forever. See, the job that you're going to will end. And Jerusalem said something. He said that your family will pass away. Your job will pass away. But there is a crown. There is a crown that God wants to place on you. And that crown will last forever. But to achieve that crown, you need to conduct yourself in a strict manner. If you watch athletes, when they are working out, when, when they, they are preparing for a race, when they are preparing for games, when they are preparing for... How many of you play sport? I used to play sport. I remember back in the days when we, when we were playing sport, we used to wake up 5 a.m. That time we didn't have a car back home in Ghana. I used to walk like 10 miles to my school. Go and train just because we want to win the trophy. And after that, I didn't know how to swim. But there was a river by the school. So we go there and wash ourselves because you don't want to go to class thinking. Those are the things that we had to give up ourself. We had to give up our dignity. We had to give up our sleep. We had to give up our, ourself so that we can prepare ourselves better for the games ahead. And the scripture says that they, 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 therefore I do not run like someone, someone running aimlessly. If you don't have self-control you're running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make make it my slave so that after I have preached to the others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. I put myself in self-control. I put myself in check. I put myself in discipline. I put myself, listen, listen, people of God, it's time that you put yourself in self-control because when you're coming to church and going back and forth, if it's not for the crown that God has crowned you for, then you're wasting your time. Put yourself in check. There is no, listen, there is worse than to work so hard for something and miss it. And then you miss it with the people that did not work. God is saying that there is a crown for you. There is a crown that he has been, he's waiting to release onto you. But it requires self-control. Put yourself in check. What are you, what, what are you holding on to? 
The athletes, they give up so many things. They don't eat any kind of food. They don't, they don't, they don't just drink any kind of drink. If you watch athletes very well, they drink mineral water, they drink Gatorade, they drink all those kinds that will give them nutrients, that will give them some energy. They don't eat any kind of food. See, they are liberty to eat whatever they want because it's themselves. But you don't see athletes that when they are planning, they, 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 they're like, oh, let, let me go eat some, uh, um, some fried chicken. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get heartburn when you start running. When you eat too much greasy food, you're going to get this, you're going to build some cholesterol. That's going to affect the way you're going to compete. So they don't eat any kind of things. They discipline themselves. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.23, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Self-control. A self-controlled person only does things that edifies them. Only does things that edify them. They are not looking for public appreciation. They are not looking for public recognition. They are looking for things that will edify them. Edify them. Edify them. Self-control. Self-control. So Joseph said, should I enjoy this and sin against my God? Should I give in to the king's wife? What she's asking of me so that I will sin against my God? Self-control. Daniel and his brothers, they were given the best meal. But they realized that that best meal will not be what will edify them for what God is going to use them for. So they rejected that meal. And Bible said their countenance was better than those that ate the food of the king. When you put yourself in control, when you come out, your countenance is better than everybody else. Self-control. The evidence of self-control. The evidence. When we see you, we must see you in a different light. The way you respond to things. The way you act. The way you, the way you answer people. Self-control. I'm speaking to myself because sometimes my kids, they get on my last nerve. And sometimes I want to smack them so hard. I remember one time I told Ian, I said, Ian, do you know what it feels like to get hurt? Because I was so angry. Ian, don't do this that he's doing. Listen, the moment you are telling him not to, that's exactly what he's doing. And I'm saying, Ian, how many times do I need to tell you not to do this? Then I said, you know what? Do you know what it feels like to get hurt? And I could see the, the scare in his face. And I'm like, God, give me, calm me down. I said, God, calm me down. The way you respond to situation, determine whether you have self-control. Because sometimes if you're not careful, you make a decision that you will live to regret for the rest of your life. Judas thought that he was doing something good by betraying Jesus. But when he, after he had lack of self-control because of the money they were giving him, the moment he took the money and he betrayed Jesus, he regretted for the rest of his life. That he even went to extend to kill himself. Lack of self-control. If you need self-control, depend on the spirit because it's the fruit of the spirit. You can't have self-control anywhere else outside of the fruit, after God, after the spirit of God. Because it is the tree, it's the vine that produces the fruit. And the vine is in Christ. The Bible says, in me, abide in me. If you're not abiding in God, 
You lack self-control. You will never have self-control. It's not about how many times you read the scriptures. It's not about how many times you pray. It's not about how many times you preach. It's not about even Paul said that, that I discipline myself. It's not about how many times you do all of these things. Be in Christ. Remain in Christ if you want to have self-control. I want to show you something real quick now. Sit down. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. I want all of us to go there. Proverbs 25, verse 28. If you're there, say a big amen. Proverbs 25, 28. It says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. A man who does not control his temper is like a city whose walls is broken down. The wall is a sign of defense. It's a sign of protection. And if the wall is broken in, you invite the enemy to invade your territory. The reason why sin is invading your life, the reason why sin has captivated your heart so much is because you lack self-control. So your defenses are broken. The wall of your defenses are broken and the enemy has entered. This morning, if you open up yourself and say, Father, grant unto me self-control, that wall will be built back and the sin that you struggle with will flee away. Lift up your voice if you don't mind. Stand with me. Open up your mouth. Say, Father, my heart desires to have self-control. Lift up your voice, somebody. And begin to cry unto God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. 